The Lakers last night destroyed the Nuggets. Did they really? Not literally. The Nuggets are still a team. Two thousand seven ish, two thousand seven, eight or nine, Audi S eight. Was that your dream? Yeah, it was for a long time. Would you have settled for a A six? No. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to slum it with no. all the other six owners. No, it's like driving a the poor man's Porsche. It's like why would you do that? Um, I, I don't know, Matt, but I know it's above my pay grade. What so A six, what do those go for new? A6? Yeah. I don't know. Moderately stocked. The I don't know. Um I know the A8 is over 100 grand. I think probably 100 grand. The S8 is probably 130, I don't know. Oh, really? 120, one I I really don't know. 100 $100,000. They're beautiful cars. Sounds like you can afford to give my wife a raise. No, no, no. That's why I would be getting a 2007. <laughs> For the lay people, um my wife works for Matt. And as you've heard Matt before, Shield Fire Protection. Do you have a website, Matt? If you're in the greater Los Angeles area, shieldfireprotection.com, is that your website? Yeah. How'd you know? Well, I just guessed that you would buy an appropriate <laughs> domain name. <laughs> domain name? name? You know, domain. people often say, wow, it's so long. It is. You could just, you could go Shield Fire, Shield Protect, Shield Fire. Yeah, Shield Fire was, no, that wasn't available. Shield Fire. Shield Fire. That's a Scott. That's how Scott breaks it down. By the way, have you used Matt? Have you used a payphone recently? Yeah, Matt. Matt can fill in as long as he doesn't use the word beautiful or the word love. He's not allowed to use those two. So, <laughs> um, I'm sure it'll be good. Scott, I love you. You are beautiful. so that answers the question where's scott he's stuck in traffic on a rainy december southern california day yeah storm watch 2019 it's misting on the windshields all across the county it's torture torture to drivers across socal anyways you asked matt a question oh yeah matt have you used a payphone or when's the last time you used a payphone we have one in our our uh, dining room. <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> With an actual, you know, how they have the... the, the uh, a phone booth? Yeah, phone booth. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. I need to get a picture of that. Phone booth. To put on the website, given that we're having this conversation that wow. will be on the internet so people can know that Matt does actually have a payphone. Uh, gosh. That's Zach using... He's actually he's, using he's it. He's in a phone booth. On his no, cell on phone. On his cell phone, yeah. <laughs> it is strange when you see an actual phone. Yes. It's like, why but is that there? But there's nothing in it. They, yeah. they still yeah. hadn't removed right. it. I actually did see a, an actual pay phone not that long ago. It, it's it's so strange. There's a few here and there. Yeah, I don't get it why they're there. Yeah, anybody under 30 is probably 
looking at it wondering, what is that? Yeah. That alien box with a big clunky thing hanging from it. Yeah, and there's no way it works. They you don't just, think so? No, they just didn't want to remove it and take the <laughs> pay the labor to have them. Remember the code? Remember the codes? The was codes? It like star oh, like, 69? That, yeah. that was something. I don't remember That's what it was, my, though. But what was that for? Oh, callback. Was that callback? I don't remember. I where just, you could uh, call was it back? Six? Something like that. There was a star or something. Yeah, you could, where you could, you could call. see the number, or it would tell you. It no, would call, you couldn't call see right numbers. There was one you could put in where you wouldn't show up on caller ID. Oh, you could dial uh, that, that before. This is pre- the, he's he's a little younger oh, than he's a little younger. Yeah, yeah. We still had cords on our phones when we were little, <laughs> and there was oh. no digital anything. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wait for that nine to get all the way back around until yeah. I could do the. You know what was big? Another was nine party line party phone, where they introduced that when my brother right. was in high school. He's five years older than I am, where you could get a third per- person on the line. And if your buddy had party line added to their account, then they could call a person. So you could end up having quite a few people if all the people on the phone had that feature. And but just having three people on the same phone call was brilliant. Yeah, I believe it's called uh, go to meeting or something now. One nine hundred numbers. <laughs> I mean, I never called that, but they were expensive. I heard. It's like 99 cents a first minute. They get you in with that first minute, and then it's... Like Why are you looking at me that way? I don't know, because you're the <laughs> oldest one here. You probably called a part of line of some sort. I did have a buddy I did have a buddy do that, and he was on the phone for with somebody for like an hour, and then they got their phone bill the next month, and uh, it was a few bucks <laughs> from, what I, from what I hear. I think the new version of that is the app with in-app purchases that the kids play, oh, yeah. and it's connected to your account, and somehow they figure out that they can buy upgrades and all that stuff, and then you get a bill. Uh, I'm speaking off the top of my head. I don't remember the number, but it was like tens of thousands I heard about one oh, of them yeah, where yeah. just the oh, kid yeah. just kept charging things. Watching ads to play games on your phone is the same thing as when we had pagers and even in the early days of cell phones where the first minute was free. So you'd call someone oh. and, and they had the counter on the phone, which they don't have anymore because it doesn't matter. But so if you hang up within the first minute, it's free. Call back, yeah, it's free or paging. You'd have codes for, for paging, right? Like emergency. Or I never had a pager, or, you know, code for, for communicating. And, um, so you wouldn't have to actually pick up the phone and call the person and pay mm-hmm. money to call them. You would uh, okay. send messages and code. So I do remember in high school, and uh, for reference, I graduated in 97, Dana Hills High School. Um, if you went there, then I probably didn't know you because I hid. But I do remember people having pagers, and I... I they were all the drug dealers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, when sorry. I, that's all right. When I first got to high school, I like I see people with pagers, interacting with pagers, it beeps or whatever, it vibrates because they were hiding it from the the uh, people in charge. But I thought they were so cool. Look at that. They have. Look at the technology. But then you find out they're all selling marijuana, <laughs> which at the time was an evil substance that should be banned. Well, it never should have been banned, but, you know. Mm. I'm 52. I'm a gym Social teacher. commentary. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, what do you? What does anybody have for us? 
Well, oh, I listened to your um, bucket. Dave, a podcast. I told you I've been listening to a few of his. Uh, he's, he's a more conservative now. He's gay. He's uh, Ruben, Ruben Report. Oh, the Ruben Report. Yeah, so good. Love listening to, to him. He had on. There it um, is. Scott, I just want you to know, Matt just said the word love. <laughs> Dang it. He's a good looking um, guy. I mean, some might say there's other adjectives to describe the way he looks and his hair, man. But uh, He had on uh, Donald Trump Jr. It was, I don't know if I've ever listened to that guy, but it was fascinating listening to that podcast. I don't know. Apparently, you guys didn't listen to it. Never heard of it. You've never heard of the Ruben Report? No, I don't think so. Really? Um, yeah, it's it's not. Um, he's he's an interesting guy. I I like I generally I like listening to him. I like listening to a lot of people. He he definitely is trending. It it's interesting when people don't fit neatly into categories. I'm drawn to those people anyway, even if I disagree, no matter who they are. But gay guy he would call himself a liberal he would call himself classic i don't know if he would anymore he's been comments he's classical liberal but nowadays that means kind of that means conservative or oh yeah the terms are getting so jacked up it's it's not fair Um, but he has great questions and he's just he seems very balanced and just has great conversations with oh you know who he had on jeff you got to listen to it he had on ravi zacharias Great conversation. He did have he Robbie has Zacharias. on uh, um, a variety of people, and it's just good because he doesn't have the what same values as Ravi. What, uh, what was that conversation like? Um, I heard that one too. It was it, it was, was. Inter- it was interesting, Jeff. Interesting. Um, it was a beautiful, beautiful podcast. Nailed both of them. <laughs> he doubled down. That was beautiful. for you, Scott. Yeah, Scott. Suck it uh, figuratively. Metaphorically, because I love Ravi, and I, I really have been enjoying. Much... Oh, I said it again! Dang it! That's all right, Matt. I should I? I don't want to say. I want to say the name of your Wi-Fi, but I don't want to say it <laughs> necessarily. Well, it's locked down. It's love wins. Love is all over this house, Matt. Oh, yeah. And if you can't tell, if things sound a little bit different, you hear some mic noises. Uh, we are at Matt's house on location. Recording live. This isn't going out live, but we are currently talking live. (laughs) And um, how much language can your kids tolerate? That's what I'll. Let's find out. I'm not planning Mm. on. (laughs) Hey, by the way, that that Wi-Fi name was 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 named prior to Rob Bell's book. Yeah, yeah. Which I've I've not. Have you read that? No, no. It's a great. But you know how I came up with that Uh, brick. Uh, has that on his license plate. Yeah, and I think hmm. that preceded Rob Bell's book as oh, well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But he he hasn't changed it, so... And I'm guessing Brick is aware of Rob Bell. Uh, Brandon Brickley is also somebody that we know that is a thing and does things for people. <laughs> He's a thing. And he is employed at a church. Now, I would say that Scott mentioned Matt could take his place as long as he didn't say the words love or beautiful, which I replied, I can guarantee Matt will say the word love. What was the over under? 
Uh, well, I gave a, at first I gave five to two odds, but then I'm like two to one odds, but Scott didn't take me up on it. <laughs> but the over under, I think, was seven and a half. Uh, oh, on the number of beautifuls yeah, and loves. And loves. But I think you're probably at four or five. And now that you know it, it's tainted. We've tainted but you it. need to, you know, it depends on what love you're talking about. You need to define every time you say love, what love are you talking about? Because Scott needs to know. It needs to be clarified. Okay. Okay. So good. So in, in that light, what, what, when you say love, what does that mean to you, Matt? Well, it depends on the context. And when I said I love listening to... Your kids are to, being so good, by the way. Yeah, well, they're, they're intrigued. They keep walking through the house, and they're not making a lot of noise. No, but they're listening. They're yeah. curious. What is a podcast? This um, is a podcast. Continue. When I said I love listening to... Uh, Ruben, um, I really enjoy it. Yes. So, but it, you don't it, love listening to Ruben in the same way that you love your wife. Is that true? Is that true, Jen? She's not listened to Dave Ruben. Say it louder, Jen. Definitely are, not true. Are we, are we overusing <clears throat> or misrepresenting that word? How sportscasters use the word unbelievable. Well, that catch was unbelievable. Oh no, it wasn't. Oh, I remember every, when we... Go ahead. I was going to say, every every Monday Night Football, it's... I feel like it's more on Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football, but it's probably every football broadcast. Right. You will witness something that is never... If you believed the announcers, <laughs> right. it's never, ever happened, and it will never happen again. Yes. I mean, incredible. They need to get their vocabulary. They need to add a few a few extra descriptive words in there, like fantastic, incredible, uh, well done. Epic. Epic <laughs> is one of those words that, geez, probably a couple decades ago now, when uh, I think it was after college, we took a couple trips to, to Mammoth with some guys, and there was a, a joke one year that, I don't know if it was one guy on our trip, but we just heard it from multiple people. Oh man, it's going to be epic. And so that whole trip and for years following, we just just had to joke about that word because it was heavily overused that everything was epic, man. <laughs> well, it may- is interesting, Jeff, you bring that up because it the impact of something that's actually unbelievable. I mean, if you just take the definition of the word, something that's unbelievable is something that really can't happen an alien landed in my backyard last week and even so if that happened and i i trust you jeff you looked me right in the eye and said that but even so now it's believable because it happened so the word unbelievable by definition is something that cannot be believed you you know if you talk about flat earth theory or whatever see if scott were here he could talk about i love how you're describing this yeah Anyways, but the but but the impact of the adjectives lose their meaning right. when they're overused. Yes, people would, could say uh, God is unbelievable. Every time I hear that word, I hear Scott saying it in my head. Is he speaking with an accent? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> probably one that's borderline racist and yes, unacceptable. <laughs> but uh, going back to love, the word love can be i i th- think I, I asked i said it gets used to i absolutely have much. different definitions 
Oh, did for, Jen have something to say? But she could it just like be like? It could just Come be on, like Jen, or you, just, you stepped up to the mic. What enjoy. Did, what say? I been, really enjoyed that podcast. Oh gosh, always oh, and never. Jen, get in the mic. Get in the mic. Oh my god. You were just gonna whisper into your husband's uh, we've ear. We've gone to therapy over over this. Ooh, interesting. Wow. Overused words that Matt does not like. Always and never. Don't I ever say the words the always and never. I always use those words. <laughs> never <laughs> say never. Yeah. Never ever use the words always and never. So you guys literally, literally went <clears throat> and by literally given that meanings change, nowadays literally actually means figuratively to the young folk. <laughs> mm. But I mean it in the classical sense of the word. You guys literally went to therapy over that? <laughs> no. But <laughs> did you go to therapy? Uh, yeah, but it, it was, was it discussed. No, 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 okay. no. We've we went, but it's been a focus of conversation. oh gosh, yeah. I it drives me nuts. Still, she's she's gotten better, and it's 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 funny because all she's rubbed off on me a little bit. So occasionally I'll catch yeah, myself. Has. You guys are married. I know. Yeah. Plus, you have so, something wrong with your genes. Yeah, I'll catch myself saying it. It's like, no, what am I doing? But she's gotten better. We okay. we've yeah. Jen, have you gotten better? <laughs> she shakes her head no. <laughs> so if something happens 30% of the time, it's always. And if something happens 80% of the time, it's never. Okay. Do you track? Follow? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. It's whenever it's to her benefit to use, to use, to, to make a point. Yes. You always do this, you never do that, or this always happens, or that never happens. It's emphasis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's her way of exaggerating and to make a point. And it's really, are, are you listening? And I'm, I'm more true, of a literalist, true. and so John Chapman. Um, Powerful John Chapman, former yeah. guest. So, former I, missionary I, to Peru. Or, now or, runs or there's a number of guys like, oh wait, okay, so, so I'll just repeat what they say. It's like, oh, you know, being literal. <laughs> I'm like, well, I just... <laughs> but their storytellers are great at it. It sounds great. I love it. But I, I'm just, well, wait, wait, hold on a second. So I'll, I'll poke. To make this, ooh, you'll poke. Yeah. To make this uh, biblical a little bit, think about like biblical interpretation. Like w- when you read words, like, or just think about uh, a description of a basketball game. The adjectives that will be used, like destroyed. The Lakers last night destroyed the Nuggets. Did they really? Not literally. The Nuggets are still a team. <laughs> but but if you were to stumble Competitively, upon... Competitively, they were destroying the but, Nuggets. But if you stumble upon... Uh, say you're from the future and everything, like the apocalypse happened, but you stumble upon like a newspaper and you read... Or, or you're, you're an alien, you come to... to earth and you read oh my gosh they were playing a game and they destroyed like if you're a literalist oh, right yeah, they right. destroyed that team so which of the biblical authors exaggerated and just told great stories well i think there's a lot in paul i think jesus used hyperbole and the problem is it's speculation so when jesus is being all fire and brimstone there's potentiality to use a word that scott likes to use uh there's potentiality that he was um, using hyperbole, but 
given that it is oh my god literally oh my god literally somebody just walked in the door little commentary uh, an old friend has just come in yes he was yes he was Yes, he was. Woody. John Woody McGraw. Woody has walked through the door. It's a man we haven't seen. I haven't seen him since his wedding. Oh, really? It's been a while. It's been yeah. a long time. Oh, yeah. maybe. I'm, so man, no, up, I take that back. We had to get what up and saying? give hugs. I've, I have seen. I have seen him before that or after that. Hey, Woody, you want a mic? No, I'm good, man. Okay. He's going to observe. Anyways, what language like destroyed, destruction, literal... We miss, oh, the hyperbole, yeah. So if Jesus is making a point in a parable and he's using crazy language that if you're taking it literally, he's definitely talking about hell. He's for sure talking about the final judgment, all that stuff. What goes without being said is something that would, if it is hyperbole, it would have been known to the original audience in the original language. And we aren't privy to that. So, And that's the problem is that you have certain people Let's just say Scott, since he's not here, we can bag on him. Yes, let's bag um, on him. That he, when he would take certain texts literally in the English translations, I I can't say, well, that's definitely hyperbole, because I'm speculating that Jesus was making a point that was hyperbole, and he's not actually talking about a literal hell. And I, I don't even know which text I'm referring to. I'm just trying to make a broader point. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, there's a lot that le- is left without being said, which is why biblical interpretation is so difficult. Who's who's your your buddy? I just saw something. I subscribed or liked or friended his Facebook page. The guy that puts the, the T-shirt uh, questions greater than making a statement. What's his naked name? pastor? David Hayward. Yeah, yeah. There was one I saw recently. It was great. Bible plus your interpretation equals your interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> it's good because a, a lot of times. Oh, we have more kids filtering through. Oh, that was fast. Where were we? David Hayward. What are dogs? What's happening? I don't know. There's dogs barking. <laughs> what are the dogs saying, Jeff? Dogs are dogs. They don't say anything. They're, They're not, not communicating. human. Speaking of translation, I'm pretty sure that dog wants to get out of that cage. <laughs> oh, is it in a cage? Yes. Yes, the dog definitely wants to get out of the cage. Continue, Jeff. You were saying I have no idea. We were t- we we're talking about literal and and I don't think there was a jumping off point of of my heresy comment from this past weekend's message. But, oh, you didn't mention that. Well, no. I mean, we had talked about it before, before the podcast. Just that uh, I'm sitting in our. I'm sitting in church this last Sunday, and our our pastor's mentioning um, genealogy of the Bible and 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 talking about how there's no women really mentioned. I mean, not many women mentioned in the in the Bible in the genealogy, and, just the genealogy in the geo- in genealogy. And so um, there comes a comment that he makes that I think. Oh, that's heresy. 
and, and but I'm not thinking it's heresy. I'm thinking I know so many people that would say what he just said is heresy. And oh, and what did you want to play? Should we <laughs> I, play I think it? I, yeah. Let me uh, let me get it up to speed here. Oh, the interpretation thing you mentioned, uh, Matt. Um, while Jeff is queuing that up, usually when people are declaring like, well, the Bible says it, it's almost always like, well, my interpretation, even on the clear things, if you dive into often when you dive into languages and context, there's many ways to interpret a passage. And so often when people say the Bible is clear about X, Y, or Z, it's their interpretation is clear. Yeah. Cause it, you just saying that there's, well, you said there's multiple ways to interpret, but there's a lot of people that would say there's only one way to interpret the correct way. And I will, I would give them this, this hypothetical person, I'll give them that credit but we just don't know. We can't be completely sure. We can oh, be, yeah, right. We can have some degree of assurance, but given that we weren't there, like some of the, uh, let's take some of the, a couple of the passages from Paul that are, that sound problematic to our ears, to our modern ears. If you could get, know exactly why he was saying it to that church that he was writing it to, if, it, then if that context could find an identical context these days, there's a good chance you could say, okay, I could see why he was saying that. But the problem is he was in a different context. And so it's, you have to do a lot of math and a lot of uh, interpreting and some things are more clear than others. It's not all equal playing ground. I, th- I think that's why it's so, that's why the b- reading the Bible never gets old because, and that's why people can do dissertations on half of a verse they can do their entire dissertation on breaking that down it's because the original languages like oftentimes the words have multiple contexts that can be applied and multiple meanings i literally thought you were going to say literally right there but you didn't so there should be a dissertation or interpretation of the genealogy of jesus like are we interpreting that correctly nice segue matt (laughs) okay so here it is here's my Oh, that's heresy. One thing that they never included is women. This is a patriarchal society. It was all based on the father passing down his blessing to his sons. Okay, that is not loud enough because I don't see it coming out on here. Hold How's on. your volume? Do you know how to use the phone? Dude, my volume there was horrible. Go. Okay. All right, here we go. Birthright and the property, and it all went to sons and not to daughters because that's just the culture that they lived in still very much the culture of the Middle East. Thankfully, the gospel has progressed enough in this side of the world that we are breaking away from that and making strides away from all of that. But Jesus' genealogy has women in it. The comment of we're breaking away from the the first mentioning, you know, a patriarchal society back Ooh, then. I think Jeff has an issue with this. And and then and then the just don't say love or beautiful. Um and then saying 
we don't hear a lot about um, women in the genealogy and because of the patriarchal society and that things are handed down um, on the patriarchal side. Um, we, but, as he said, uh, we are breaking away from that in a good, you know, and it's good that we're breaking away from that uh, in our Western world. Um, I don't think he uses Western world, but in our side of the world here. Um, and I, I immediately thought of so many people that would immediately call heresy on that social commentary. It's, it's, it's making a statement regarding the Bible and using the word progressing, prog- progressing and that um, it's good that we're moving in this direction and progressing in the Bible. And I think a lot of people would have a problem with that. You think? Are, I know, I are, know people you, Jeff? have a problem with that. Jeff? Yes. Do you? <laughs> Do I? I don't have a problem with it. But people have, have voiced their opinion to you that, that they do. Oh, yeah. Have yes. You heard? Oh, did you hear from somebody? No, not from the, not in our church. Do you have their last name and social security number? But I bet there were, I bet there were people who, I don't know. Okay, so now you went from I know to I bet. Well, I can, so what's the over I can guarantee you You're people doing... outside of our church that are Christian uh, well, including and Scott Todd tries to keep those people including out of Scott. Church. By the way, Matt, you're doing a great Scott by asking yeah, clarifying are. questions. Scott would definitely Scott would have now, Jeff, raised when, his hand. When uh, Jeff, <laughs> when you when, when you say when you say progress. That was good. What do you mean? That you landed up progress. I'm going to go get good. some McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would have said what do you mean by that? Scott would immediately, he would have raised his hand in the middle of our church and he would have, our church, and he would have said. He would have started it by saying, harumph. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he would have done. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and then he would have kind of looked around and he would have been like, uh, uh, I'm sorry, what book are you preaching from? <laughs> what does it say that we progress? Where does it say that things change? The Bible is the Bible, and that's truth, and there is no other way, except my way. <clears throat> that's ultimately what that conversation would come back to. It's Scott's way or the highway. Or the his highway. But then it's everybody's way. Scott, Scott in that regard, is right. It's all relative what to did people's it say? translation. Your interpretation plus the Bible equals your interpretation? The yeah. Bible plus your interpretation equals your interpretation. I was told there would be no math, but I think I can understand that. A squared plus B squared equals now interpretation. To, de- to advocate for the Dark Lord, oftentimes with these conversations, when you when you get a little wishy washy or say there's many interpretations, the pushback is like, well, how do we we can't know anything? Or like I've Scott and I have gone back and forth a million times off the air. Do we even say the air anymore? Probably not, because this these are like ones and zeros. Right, Woody? Isn't this like ones and zeros? Like just going into the internet? There's no airwaves. Yeah. Are there airwaves? Well, I guess they're in Wi-Fi. Is Wi-Fi in the air? But it's still ones and zeros. It's ones and zeros. 
We're like uh, verbal. Are we like verbal DJs? There's so many more ones and zeros than there were ten years ago. Oh my gosh! This audio. It's binary, Jeff. I know that's before your time. It's After quadrillion time. times quadrillion more in the last ten yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Easy, and then some. I, 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 I we do can't know think, what to believe in. Yeah. We, we can't know what to believe is. I think the Holy Spirit puts it on us to make our decisions, and of course, people are going to have questions about that. What do you mean, make your decisions? Well, ultimately, we have to take action. I mean. I mean, we're called to take action and we, you know, hopefully we take, I mean, nobody's perfect. Um, I'm so, so far from spoiler alert, but um, we have to take action. That doesn't mean that our actions are going to be perfect. Doesn't mean they're going to be right, but we're constantly learning through our decisions and actions, um, whether we help or hinder whether we hurt people um or you know whether we put our foot in our mouth and we should have encouraged instead of doing whatever we did that that hurt somebody's feelings and we come back to you know in the by i mean scott asked questions like um well how do you know how do you know that was the right thing to do i'm like you know what well you mentioned i hurt somebody do you have a specific example in mind um well, it just could be something I've I've said to, uh, like recently, and you know, one of my students at school, um, you know, they're a squirrely group, and so when I say something, it's I'm like, oh man, I I'm frustrated, and I'm spent, and I'm the day is done, I'm so gone, and I and I got to pull a kid aside because I know that that's not the Holy Spirit speaking, that's not God speaking through me, that's me just kind of losing it and and verbally saying, abusing a student yeah just saying i was you joking. know i was joking sit jeff, down gosh darn kid, it. kid jeff you're being dramatic i want to say i'm not saying jeff verbally abuses his students <laughs> but maybe you did something that was no just say eventually just, this podcast is gonna get i don't know where this fired. is <laughs> yeah, right. i don't think so um I've done far worse things than say what I've said on this podcast. Um, anyway, well, that actually might get me fired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there's Jeff. I'll edit that out. Yeah, there's. <laughs> thank you. There's things that um, that I've said that I wish I hadn't hadn't said. And we it happens with all of us. I mean, we make. Air and judgment in conversation. The best of us. The way that we reply to somebody, respond in the heat of the moment. It it, it could be Ooh, a, a vigorous discussion, argument, and we lose ourselves for a moment. And and that's the stuff that you're like, that was not of the Holy Spirit. So when Scott asked me questions like, "Well, how do you know?" I'm like, oh, "It's obvious." I mean, it's obvious when I think it's obvious when you're you have that countenance and you're really with the the holy spirit and how you how you go about your and, conversations and, and if i think oftentimes it's obvious and then with time slash reaction from other people slash receiving new information you realize that what was obvious was a little bit off base and you were wrong and that happens too can i get an amen 
Amen. But in Amen. what Amen. way are you wrong? If you're with me, knock on wood. You're okay. <laughs> so you're not saying in a moment. Well, I'm saying like, sometimes you it, mature. Time goes on. You're like, oh man, you know, right. I, I should have waited, or I, I or, shouldn't have jumped into that so quickly. Maybe you thought for sure you should definitely do X, and you thought for sure it was God, and then you look back, or you realize, ah, uh, you know, maybe that's more what I wanted to do, and and not that it was all wrong, but it's like it wasn't the ironclad. Like this is the Holy Spirit. This is what I should be doing. <laughs> well, it's on your heart, so it'll just come out naturally. But it's I will—it's my, my truth. Uh, Jeff. I want to go back a week or two. Actually, we were a part of an investment group here, and <clears throat> we were talking about some stocks that we've invested in. And I started going berserko. Well, at least from Matt's perspective, because he came over to me and says, "Jeff, Jeff, what? You're so angry. <laughs> Why are you so angry?" <laughs> And it was because I'm like, well, why do we have to buy this stock? Why, why, why are we not buying this? What are we doing? And, and actually... Because you had a financial boner. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. But thinking back, as you have... You were wearing sweatpants, too. It was weird. <laughs> as you have said in the aforementioned uh, minutes, uh, I, I now realize that, yeah, I was a little animated. Why? That that is not the Holy Spirit. That's me wanting to be heard, and me wanting my way, and me wanting to be like, "Hey, everybody, I know this, and you don't." And now, and so Matt's picking up on that and saying, "Jeff," and he did it in a. Did lo- I say that? Why are you so angry? Yes, I don't you did. That. You did. But it was in a um, loving. Way. Oh, it was in it a, was beautiful. Yeah, it was, was it? beautiful, man. <laughs> wow, that's the Holy Spirit for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. On that note, why doesn't the Holy Spirit give Scott Scott tips? Stock tips. <laughs> <laughs> Stock tips. To Scott or just Or to Scott. And okay. then Scott could tell us. That's fine. He's in the club too. Wait, what? <laughs> why why doesn't uh when you listen to the Holy Spirit, sometimes now I am not speaking for me because um, I don't listen don't to the listen. Holy Spirit <laughs> in the way that Chef would describe it uh, currently, but I'm open. I'm, my my palms are open to that. Uh, I don't know why I said palms. That's weird. <laughs> it's weird. My posture is open. The posture of my heart. Okay, to speak figuratively, the palms of my heart are open. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. But Jeff, sometimes when you feel like Holy Spirit is has this for you, and it is this, and it can't be anything other than this. Why doesn't it ever involve stock tips, or does it? It it does. Really? Yeah, I came I came to you guys animately, animate animately. And you think the Holy what Spirit had was a part of that? Like directly a part of it in a personal way, like Jeff, I have this for you. So no. Zach gets his no, stock you're right. tips you're right. from. No. Uh, no, who do you get your stock tips from? Who's the uh, the guru that Scott always points out, or someone points out that you got it? Oh, you got that from so Motley so. Fool or Thank something. Thank you, Motley Fool. Okay, it's Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so you get your stock tips from Motley Fool. Jeff gets them from the Holy Spirit. So we should do a I, competition. Ooh, now, I like this now. now. I don't always. 
Uh, We're gonna take uh, half, half of our half of our no, investment no, of your for Zach money. And half, of, half of the other half. I'll invest it, and and Zach will invest it, and we'll see <laughs> now where we end oh up. While I have referenced the fools before, you can go on their website, and they do have since they started their main fool tracker thing, and they versus the market. Uh, they're crushing it. So I don't know what the Holy Spirit, if they, the Holy Spirit has a tracker, a website with a tracker that basically... HolySpiritStockTips.com. Holy Spirit versus the market. Ooh. You know what? We have the advantage. We can buy it before you put this, spirit, this uh, podcast out. SpiritFilledStocks.com. <laughs> buy it right now. That's free, guys. Holy Stocks and Bonds. <laughs> Ooh, even better. <laughs> I like that. Um, so feel free to go back, but I, I was thinking about before we totally lose you bringing up Todd and progression and patriarchy. If we didn't, as a society, progress past past the bib- biblical narrative, I'm having a hard time. This is Maker's Mark and Celebration Ale by uh, Sierra Nevada. If you guys want to sponsor us. The Celebration um, IPA this year from Sierra Nevada might be the best year yet. It is really great. It's empty. I need a new one. I'll get it. No, I just smelled my microphone thinking that it was... (laughs) (laughs) Sierra Nevada doesn't smell like beer at all. Uh, that's going to be a tasty ISO. Oh, my God. I just smelled my microphone. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. So if we don't, if progression doesn't happen past the Bible to, to, to verge on heresy, we still have slavery. Because slavery is one aspect, a big aspect. The backdrop of slavery, Old and New Testament, is never abolished. You can trace patterns of progression out of slavery, and you can make an argument that Paul was taking his scenario and advocating for the best possible uh, way people interact with their slaves and slaves to their masters and show that, okay, this isn't a timeless thing. This is Paul is progressing us, and the Bible is progressing us out of slavery. There are those arguments, and I'm sympathetic to them, uh, but even the most hardened... Maybe that's the wrong verb. Um, uh, That's not a verb. What is that? Adjective. Hardened. Maybe that's too harsh. Take a staunch, fundamentalist, literal interpretation person. I I doubt you could find many of them that would advocate that we should still have a form of slavery today. But yet, it's there in the Bible. We do have a form of slavery. Continue. Well, just to the man, to... Oh yeah, money to—I mean, just credit. Yes, I mean, there's there's so many forms of slavery, and you could probably mention in the spiritual realm too. Yes, I'm talking a more Mm. like direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not the state state sanctioned. Yeah, uh, or yeah, it was definitely sanctioned by their culture in the Bible. State, whether or not state, but yeah, it was culturally accepted. Yeah, you're gonna have slaves, and and this is how you should treat each other. And you can make an argument that Paul was making it better than it was before. But regardless, it's never abolished. So I think that's a good thing that we've progressed beyond that. Yes. Okay. 
So that's where the. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned <clears throat> Todd using the progression word and patriarchy and like arguing that there's a better way, and that's one area where I think we've gotten it better than the the backtrack drop of the Bible had it. Yeah, and people who are closer to where the Bible happened would say that we are crazy. They might. And and we could be lost in our own BS. What if, what if Paul, time machine, and Paul comes up? He's just right here in Luca de Niguel. Like you guys don't wait. Where where are your slaves? <laughs> right. Like, what are you guys doing? You guys don't have any slaves. Oh my gosh, that's funny. You know what? Bill and Ted, like part three. Right. Yes, it's coming. Because they have a sequel, right? Don't they have a, a part two? Yeah, yeah. So Bill and Ted, part three. Excellent adventure, and then bogus journey. Yeah. So and part, now part three, three is something else. Biblical characters. Write it. Mm. I think that's another freebie well, for your audience. I, I have it on inside information that from Keanu Reeves himself that they are making uh, new Bill and, Bill and Ted's. Okay, so Bill and Ted's four. Maybe four. But Unless who knows? they Maybe stole our have, idea. They might have Bible people. You know, we use the word progressed. We're now digressing. Mm, are we? Yes. Where were we? <laughs> we were venturing off of the trail of progressing we slavery we were talking about heresy and what the other half thinks and do you have any more thoughts on that I, Wait, what do you mean I, the other half on the tip so of your those, no those that believe that progress the idea of progressing like the bible doesn't progress your understanding so half of us believe it does and half of us believe it doesn't your understanding and how it leads you does progress would be my talking point and but to tell if you tell someone well the bible's progressing it's like the, the bible doesn't progress if you pick up any book you might see other things in it it's like watching a movie a second time around you're like oh i missed that and i don't think that's progressing it's just you you seeing things reading things and and then i mean there's christians who 40 years later like i never saw that in the bible i never read that in the bible i read over it i never read it and stopped and contemplated that phrase that verse and that Dude. changed everything for me yeah it was a catalyst for my rebuilding that sounds dramatic, but rebuilding faith mm-hmm. was seeing seeing verses that I had previously ignored. That I just they they blew my they melted my face, and I don't think I gave them the time of day because they were too radical with my previous template for Bible interpretation. Not, not to take us off track, but what there was is one no of track, those? Matt. What was we're here now? What was? Are one you of sure those? you don't want a mic? Woody? Okay, well, if something comes to your head, yeah, you're next to Jeff. <laughs> that would be progressive. What were you saying? So what was one of those verses that 
that you glossed over or didn't pay attention to or for whatever reason didn't catch your eye and it just blew your head off, like you said. I think that's what you said. It, yeah, literally, it blew my head off. It, melted I your melted face. Melted my face oh, yes, off. Yes. Literally, uh, one of them is... Well, there's a few I can think of. I just asked for one. Okay. So I got to pick one. Okay. Okay, the big one is... That's great. <laughs> Thanks. That's... That's gosh. Will you? We're house sitting a couple man, of small man dogs. Home group tonight. <laughs> dogs, dogs barking Matt at people. Matt brought his up. dog that fits in a purse. <laughs> it's a purse dog. I Not that there's so anything wrong with myself. That. I love We're the house sitting two face small melting dogs that will fit in. Not my purse. And it's probably my danger. brother. There is somebody outside. There's somebody lurking outside. It might be a, the, the latest addition to this uh, home group that's going to start very soon. All right, all right. Keep it going. All right, so the verse. Um, what verse it, did you it, see and it changed your melting face? Uh, I'm not going to mention the verse because I don't remember, but I remember it's basically Paul says, "Those all, all who died in Adam, through Adam, all have died. And through Christ, all will be made alive. And when it's set up that way, that's my paraphrase, when it's set up that way, the same group that are in sin be- through Adam is the same group that that is justified through Christ. Now, okay. that is super universal and sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never, I never gave it the t- time of day, but that's where I have, that's how I have... Big hopes, big time hopes, is is verses like that. Like there's this progression. F- f- well, I'll I'll leave that alone. That's that's a verse. That is, and it, it's in the Corinthians. Um, is it in two Corinthians, Jeff? I'm not sure. Just wanted to say two Corinthians. Uh, that's beautiful. It, it's in Ephesians, Love Colossians. It. There's, it's in Romans. There's versions of that scenario that people that are dead in Adam. Are the people that are alive in Christ, and now that deserves a whole. You lot glossed of un- over it for that, years. That deserves Decades. a whole lot of unpacking. Well, yes, because my only, my what I thought the cross meant was that God was super pissed at us, but Jesus was. It's the compass thing we talked about a little bit. The from Compass Church, mm-hmm. there's that flyer, the pamphlet, where it has God as a rain cloud, raining down judgment. And Jesus is the umbrella that protects us from God's judgment. And I understand how you can get that from the Bible. And that was my version of what the good news was, is that God God hated me, but Jesus... I'm imagining me. God up above that umbrella doing death metal. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Is that death metal? Yeah. Just raining down. What song do you think? But Jesus, you, you but play. Jesus is the umbrella. <laughs> Jesus was the umbrella, right? We were very close to the handle, so we don't get hit. Yeah, like on the handle. We do it just to protect ourselves. What are we ourselves. talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to take us off track. What we were doing, which I, I don't remember now, because I was curious what that verse yes, was. That, that, blew, that was that a big one. Melted that, your face. Yeah, it did. Uh, if if that is true, now. When you compare that to other aspects of God's nature in the Bible, and this goes back to a progressive revelation, uh, is that 
you, you have to, <clears throat> that cannot be true while other aspects of God's nature are true in the Bible. And, and, uh, have you heard of pro- progressive revelation, Jeff? I have. Um, now you just said it. This is, oh man, I, I think I need to be almost done. We, like, can we just do, like help me through this, guys? Because this Maker's Mark and Celebration Ale is making me <laughs> really happy. Um, okay. But progressive revelation is defined different ways. But generally, the way I'll speak for Scott, the way that Scott would agree with me. You sound like you're talking to a bunch of kindergartners late at night and reading them a Christmas story. Well, I'm talking Bible to you, Jeff. So. Okay, go <laughs> Touche. Like everybody said Indian style. I'm trying to focus my thoughts because... Yeah. Get your um, milk and cookies. These Boilermakers are making me happy. It's Zach time. Oh, I just lip smacked. Okay. The Bible progressive progresses in its revelation of God. However, in that progression, it's every aspect of God described in the Bible is correct. So we, we might know le- the Bible takes us from less knowledge about God to more knowledge about God in Jesus, but not once is any of that untrue. That's a statement that I believe Scott would agree with. And now a progressive revelation that I would agree with would be that some aspects of God's nature are are hyperbolic or maybe they're wrong, uh, incomplete. Well, incomplete Scott would agree with, but that culminating in Christ, the model of what I believe God is, is love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. In this way, you will be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect is the verse that is the way God is. He's never less than that. And some aspects of God's nature in the Bible are less than that and, and therefore incorrect. So, and that would trigger a huge fight with Scott right now, but he can listen back, which he won't. He won't. And the great thing is he's not here. So (laughs) (laughs) there'll be no arguing. I love you, Scott. I just said love oh, again. Oh, I didn't say it. Scott, you're beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't... You deserve a wife that will fight with you and will argue scripture with you and then convince you that you've been closed-minded and, and wrong, and you guys will bang it out verbally, and then you'll make up sex, and it'll be kosher because you're married. You deserve that, Scott. Yeah, amen. Amen to that. You guys want to cut it? Well, any last thoughts? No, just Matt? on on the. Uh, I know this has come up before. I have shared it with you guys outside of this this venue, or not. But but just I mean, when you go through and I don't read the Bible very regularly, but when you go through and you hear many stories, and even myself, when you go through and you get different, you get different. Um, different response to whether you're interpreting it differently or not, but you just get a different um, reaction to scripture different times in your life when you're reading it. So whether that... The aha moments. Yeah, where you read it one way 10 years ago and 
you know, a year ago and, and for whatever reason, your personal circumstances, you, it means something entirely differently. And it could be a very entirely different interpretation, Yeah. but it just affected you that way. And I think that is intentional. I mean, I, I think that was probably by design that, um, that we get a different response to the same scripture that people that read it religiously compass church. They're like spiritual Easter eggs that you find. Yeah. And it's, it's different each time, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the, the beautiful thing about it. There's that word. I think that was a great use of the word. Um, it remains to be seen, but yeah, you're probably right. I agree with you. <laughs> the use of the word. I thought beautiful. of another one, by the way, oh, yeah. a real quick one. Epic. Um, is that in the, in the garden after Adam and Eve sin, um, and if you're asking Paul or somebody writing in the name of Paul, it was definitely Eve because she was deceived. Um, right, Jeff? Um, Scott right now. Is Sorry, cheering. I was thinking about Woody. What, I, I beg your pardon? No. Hold on, Jeff. Okay, <laughs> keep going. For Do you want to? Toy Story, for, go. Well, uh, okay, Toy Story. Oh, you're wearing sweatpants again. I totally, sweatpants. I totally threw you off. You're gone. Nope. Face uh, melting. Garden of Eden. After Ooh, what's that when, snake? When they're in shame, and they're hiding, it, God is depicted as going through the garden. Like, where are you guys? Where'd you guys go? When I was young, younger, and definitely immature in my faith, God was after them. Like. Where the, where the fuck are you guys? What are you doing? Where'd you go? What have you done? But you can also interpret that a God that's pursuing people in shame. It doesn't say that God's mad at them at that point. That's something I was reading into it. And 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 now you can you can totally read it. Like Adam and Eve were in shame for, for good reason, for their disobedience. And God is pursuing them in like in the the love that God is. Those That's, are two very different interpretations, but both that I could see why you could And your think. experiences could mold your, well, not mold, but they could affect your understanding or interpretation of that and that how you, how you grow up. Like, yeah, you could have... Oftentimes uh, could a have father a, figure. You could have a father that's a total a-hole and very overbearing and... That God walking through the a garden you can't trust. is coming to, you know, you know, find you and just grill you as opposed to someone who maybe grew up with a really good father. And they're like kind hey of guys, a father. I just want to give you ice cream. Just no, just, you know, when you've got, you know, you got little kids and you're wandering around the house like I And you know where your kids are, but you're like, where are you? I can't find you. And it's kind of a, the playful, loving father. And. And so it just, it comes, some some of it comes down to your experiences in life. Yes. The, the example that Todd has given a number of times, the pastor of our church, it's perfect. Where I don't, I don't think we mentioned it, that the clip you played was Todd from Mountain View Church, mvclife.com. Keep going. So where he gives the, uh, paints the picture, you know, cop car pulls up behind you, whoop, whoop. How was that? And lights, sirens behind you. And how do you react? How do you respond? You're like, oh, shit. I I screwed up. Yeah. I'm in trouble. 
you know, and, and you want to, you want to run or is it like, Oh, thank God they're here. You know, they're, they're here to help me. And like you were saying, Jeff, that is, it's how we read into it and our experiences and our relationship with our earthly father and how that paints a, a picture of, of God and that, you know, is he there loving us, protecting us, or is he there to punish us or, you know, yeah, to punish us. Like yeah. you screw up, you're in trouble, um, or, or not. And that, that just is a perfect example of, I mean, a cop pulls up behind me. I always think I'm in trouble, but because but it, usually it, it paints you a are. good picture. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, can I, yeah, well, there's, and when you get to death and resurrection and you meet your maker and you have lived a life where you interpreted it as you had a loving father who just wanted to love, love on you and, and encourage you and was there to support you. You're going to be like, this is such a great life that you've, you've given me. And for the person who lived a horrible, you know, life, you know, and had a father uh, or just grew up in an abrasive life, uh, when they get there, it's going to be that more fulfilling when they realize how great the God they have is not like their earthly father. And it's it'll be great rest. Um so I, I just I think of it that way. The people who endure the not that one means more, but those who have to endure endure a little more life and challenges and 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 just yeah the gritty part of life. Um if you know, my prayer is that Ooh, they just continue prayer. to hold on and Yeah. Because in the end it's I think it's such a it's an, an unbelievable <laughs> moment. That it's more than interesting. Yeah. Uh, Is it beautiful? I think. I think beautiful doesn't even Ooh. get there. It's epic. You came full <laughs> circle back to unbelievable. <laughs> There's a, um, and I gosh. Jeff, that was great, and I want to acknowledge that that was great, <laughs> and that we probably should just end the podcast. But I had something else in my mind. Okay, Scott. Um, the a parable that speaks to that in a slightly different way is people working in a field, and what would really help my case is if I had biblical references off the top of my head. I don't. I, I they, never. They do. can Google it. They can Google it. But when the workers are in the field, workers that came in late and they get paid the full wages of the day. Mm -hmm. And the people that were working the whole day are pissed off because the master paid the people who worked just at the end of the day the full day's wages just like them. Prodigal son. It, it's it's a version of that, for sure. Um, and also, like, the um, the punishment thing and the shame thing. As a father, my best parenting moments... Uh, have been when one of our kids makes a mistake and they know they've messed up and my reaction hasn't been anger or like punishment and the kid is like in shame and hiding of their own volition. I didn't put that on them. 
they're doing it. And then when I can pursue, it doesn't always happen this way. I wish it did. But when I can pursue them and show them that like, it doesn't matter. Like you have access to my complete love and trust and heart, but yet they're still in shame. That that's that garden story that I was bringing right. up before the interpretation that is flipped from angry dad chasing versus uh, a dad of complete love. Like, oh, hey, I just want you to know that my love for you doesn't change, and you're in you're experiencing judgment of your own. Con- the consequence of whatever action it is is happening, and that's what you're feeling. But you need to know that my heart is a hundred percent with you. I think I wish I said that before you said your closing yeah. statements because yours was a better close, <laughs> but I, I wanted to get that. I know my I've, chest. I, I know I've said this before and this is right in line with that, that I'm preparing and waiting for the time where my kids royally screw up for me to just be able to, be right there with them and not come down on them, but be with them in it. And like, it sucks or just whatever it might be as opposed to like that emotional reaction. Like, let's just say I do get a new Tesla. and They put a baseball bat through the window on the first day that I have it. My, 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 anybody's normal reaction be like oh my freaking god what have you done but i'm i'm waiting for that moment to actually happen to where i can be like look at them and laugh you have a a son that's going to drive soon so you get that tesla and you you go to get into it to to go to your job and your teaching job that you it's a different school because you got fired because of this podcast <laughs> um but you, you you're getting into the car and you there's like this white powder on the <laughs> you took the, I was thinking the there's this white powder thing. on the center console. Oh, he gosh he, darn it! He was eating his French toast in here. And, you, and there's also a business card <laughs> next to the pager. <laughs> business oh card, my god! Business card that says uh, candy no, with a pager number. I on know it. whatever it is, and you realize yeah. your kid's doing hookers and blow. <laughs> I know whatever it is, is is going to be meant. It will not be something I was prepared for. None of us will. It will be like, oh, I crashed the car. Be like, oh, it's okay. It's just material stuff. It won't be that. I know. Half Yeah. Maybe you can get money. It, it'll be yeah. something no absurd. It'll be something crazy that, you know, I would have never done. My kids are going to push the envelope beyond what I did. Which was a lot, a little bit, a little bit. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, that's good, Jeff. It's all good. It's beautiful. Thanks for opening your home. Thank you, Matt. Absolutely. And when you sit like that, I can see that you've split your pants. Yeah, Matt yeah. is. He is wearing some pants that have worn out in the crotchal region. I believe that's what Levi's would call them. On one side. 
on one side. So apparently, I I draft. I I, I draft. <laughs> you draft? draft. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think Zach and I are drinking the same thing. There's a draft. <laughs> there is a draft. Draft is getting through my draft hole. Oh my god! It's so—it's once again so stupid. It is stupid. <laughs>